In Governor Kathy Hochul's State of the State, she laid out her plan for an investment in public art that advances so-called creative placemaking in communities around the state, which are designed to enhance local revitalization efforts. To discuss the initiative, as well as additional ways of supporting New York's artists, like a targeted guaranteed income and an arts employment program, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Sarah Calderon, Executive Director of Creatives Rebuild New York. Thanks for joining us on the program, Sarah. Thanks for having me, David. Well, let's start with the governor's state of the state initiative, quote unquote, arts pluribus unum. What is your understanding of what Governor Hochul is envisioning here? Sure. So we were really excited to see the governor's arts pluribus unum investment with it. The hope is that it will embed working artists within state agency through its state of the arts fellowship program and place artists in the center of New York's community development work. And this work is exactly the type of integration we're hoping to see, creating opportunities for artists to have steady employment while helping to build our communities. The U.S. EPA actually just announced yesterday that they are embedding artists uh, in residence across the across the country um, in similar ways that New, New York is, is considering this work. And so for New York to be on the cutting edge, to really see artists as having the ability to contribute so strongly to their communities is, is really exciting. Do you have a sense of what that could look like? You mentioned the EPA model, but has this been done elsewhere? So we have an idea of how this could play out? It has been done elsewhere. So it's been done the... Minnesota for years has had an artist in residence at the Department of Transportation. New York City has had artists in residence across some of their agencies. And really, it's about bringing artists and creative thinkers to the table, thinking through how to make communities better, how to think about uh, policies more creatively, how to tackle some of the big issues that we have, some of the other issues that the governor brought up uh, were issues around violence and safety and um, housing and tenants rights. And right now at Creatives Rebuild New York and our artist employment program, we actually have artists working across the state on some of these very issues, right? So we have the Committee Against Asian American Violence working um, with their artists around issues of community safety and housing gentrification with the Chinatown Tenants Union. There are ways in which artists bring communities together, help people get bring their voice to certain to issues across the state and can think about creative solutions to some of the issues that we're having. And we're hoping that that's what this uh, investment looks like. Well, when it comes to something like the artist employment program or what the governor is proposing with integration into state agencies, are there certain types of artists that we should think of as fitting the bill for these type of collaborations? Or could there be a wide range of uh, interests that work in these positions? I think there's a wide range of artists, but it often, you know, are, there are artists that have been doing this type of work for years, and they are also often social or civic practice artists, artists whose work is about working with community, collaborating with community, but it can be a dancer or a visual artist or a theater artist, uh, a filmmaker, all different types of artists 
can work in community and actually are working in community across the country. Um, I know that the state, the Department of Transportation in Minnesota had a performance artist who was thinking about how to have more creative solutions in at the Department of Education or, and they had, you know, this performance artist was also a poet, so brought in some of their poetry and thinking around um, how to draw people's attention to different issues of transportation. Sometimes dancers can think about the way that bodies move through space and therefore great matches with the Department of Transportation. Um, that's just one some examples, but really it can be any discipline and any artist who really just wants to work in this way. Art and government aren't always simpatico. So how do you ensure something like this uh, goes off without a hitch? I guess one on the perspective of artists needing, say, a free reign to practice their art. And two, that uh, government officials can be, I guess, trusted to tap qualified or, or interesting artists. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised how many artists are doing this, right? I think they're out there, they're doing this work. I think all, you know, we have 300 artists across New York State who are doing the same type of work in our artist employment program. Those artists uh, will all be up for for jobs coming uh, this July. And I think that it just will take some getting used to, some understanding, you know, what it means to have an artist within your agency, within your workplace and, most folks that we've spoken to it, you know, our artists across New York State are collaborating with community-based organizations. And those community-based organizations have talked about the impact that artists have had in moving their missions forward and pushing them to think about new ways of engaging community and new ways of reaching and achieving their missions. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for Capital Press Room listeners who are just joining us. Uh, We're speaking with Creatives Rebuild New York's Executive Director, Sarah Calderon. And I want to pivot to another priority you have for 2024, which has to do with a guaranteed income for artists. What's envisioned there? So Creatives Rebuild New York has provided uh, a guaranteed income for 2,400 artists over the last 18 months. So 2,400 artists across New York State have received $1,000 a month of no strings attached cash payments. And what that provides is really this this floor for folks, an economic safety net for folks so that they're able to do what they want to be doing. They're able to to continue to do their art artistic practice, and they're able to invest in themselves and invest in their artistry. And sometimes what we found is that some artists are also investing in their colleagues. So for example, if they're in a band, they're paying their bandmates with this guaranteed income in order to continue to provide arts and culture for our communities and the folks in New York State. So how do you gauge the effectiveness of that investment to date? Sure. So we've been following folks as they've been receiving this income. And then while we don't have our final studies about it, um, we've been working with the guaranteed income pilots that have been happening across the country who are really finding that this guaranteed income is very, really helps people. And it helps them in a variety of ways. Mostly, you know, often it helps with helping them provide the basics. So helping them with housing costs, helping them with 
um, investing in education for themselves, helping them with groceries and childcare, all the things that every citizen needs in this country, artists also need. Um, and in all the ways that New York State has become unaffordable to many artists, um, it has also become unaffordable to many folks in, in the state. Um, and so this guaranteed income just provides an, a real economic safety net that allows folks to continue uh, their work and continue to have the freedom to make decisions for themselves. The state has done some pilot programs on the universal basic income, uh, primarily around uh, low-income families to test uh, the recurrence of interactions with the child welfare system. But do you think there are opportunities for the state to get into the business of funding guaranteed income for artist programs? I think there is. And I think that there's a um, precedent. You know, we've now done it across the state. There's, uh, you know, Alaska has been doing this statewide for many years now. Um, and in addition to just having guaranteed income for artists, a guaranteed income program or a universal basic income program that could be provided to all citizens under with certain income needs or under a certain income level um, could be extremely helpful for all the reasons that I've already mentioned before um, and is possible. I think, you know, there's been this big movement that mayors for a guaranteed income. Now there's counties for a guaranteed income have all been pushing this work. And now that there are a number of pilots across New York State, we're hoping that we can think through not only guaranteed income or universal basic income programs, but also start to think about cash policies. So the child tax credit and other policies like that that could really make an impact for New Yorkers. Well, finally, you highlight the issue of affordability. And I'm curious whether you have any sense of whether the increased cost of living in recent years or the pandemic has resulted in any sort of flight of artists from New York or New York City specifically, which is you know, considered one of the big homes of artists uh, internationally? I think, I think it's many things. I think what COVID did was really highlight this need though, especially for artists, right? Artists suffered during COVID and the industry suffered and still hasn't been built back. Um, and artists really help us imagine a future. They help us bring our communities together. They support social cohesion. And they are really rebuilding our state in many ways. I think artists are also often gig workers who do not have access to healthcare, paid time off, and other benefits and labor protections that are connected to full-time employment. And artists, like many New Yorkers, are burdened by rising housing costs and shrinking in inventory of affordable places to live. And so for that reason, I think that it's important for us to pay attention to artists um, and the, you know, arts and culture also contributes $120 billion to New York State's economy and is a main driver of the state's $177 billion tourism industry. Um, and so I think paying attention to artists and thinking about how artists are similar to all of these other gig workers and other folks and New Yorkers is important. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this conversation. We've been speaking with Sarah Calderon. She is the executive director of Creatives Rebuild New York. Sarah, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. 
Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.